All right, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome to the first episode of Project 6, my uh, my new little gaming podcast that I'm going to be doing. Um, so what we're going to do here, we're going to talk about gaming news from the past week. We're going to talk about you know, what games I've been playing. Any other random sort of nerdy, dorky pop culture stuff comes up during the week. Uh, like we're going to touch on Milan a little bit later today. And then we'll take a look at what's coming up next week in terms of video game releases and whatnot. So, pretty simple format. We'll try to keep the show, I don't know, we'll see how long it goes. No more than an hour, but hopefully maybe in like the 30 to 45 minute range. We'll see how it goes. So, let's get right into it. Uh, If you aren't already aware, I've been doing blog posts for a while on this sort of stuff. I've been making YouTube videos, talking about stuff. I live stream over on Twitch, so I'm just sort of trying to streamline all that together, and I figured, hey, why not do a podcast? But that's a little about me. We're not going to do a whole lot of grab ass on this show, so let's just get right into it. With the news, we'll start with uh, Sony is bringing more PlayStation exclusives to PC. Uh, I guess that was said on a corporate report probably about a week ago now. Um PlayStation is going to be looking into bringing more of its first-party titles to PC. Obviously, the most recent was Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, if uh, Just starting off, if PlayStation is going to go in this direction, which I'm totally in favor of, because PlayStation has an excellent first-party library, please don't release such bad ports. Because Horizon Zero Dawn, I get... So I bought it. I haven't played it yet, but it was plagued with all sorts of problems. Uh, I know they've released a few patches now on PC, so whenever I can get around to playing it, I'm hoping it'll be cleaned up, but I mean, it just, I don't know, put a little more into investing in your PC ports, but outside of that, I mean, so if you think it, think about Sony's first party library, right? So Horizon Zero Dawn's on PC. Death Stranding just came to PC. As for what I'd like to see on PC, um, I mean, the obvious one to start off with is Bloodborne, right? Bloodborne was an outstanding game. I love that game to death. I would absolutely buy it again if it came out on PC, almost entirely because of the frame rate, right? That game, it's locked at 30 FPS on the PS4, and it's just kind of... Yeah, I let me play that game at you know sixty FPS, a hundred FPS, whatever I can get it to. That game is so good; I'd love to play it again. But so, like, if I think about it, right? So I play all these games on PlayStation anyway. I I need a really good game for me to be willing to invest in it on PC, right? Like, if they release, because odds are, right. PlayStation's first party games, they're not going straight to PC. They're going to be released on the PlayStation and then months or even years down the road, they'll get released on PC. So I'm not competing between the two, right? If they're releasing the next Ratchet and Clank on PC and PS5 at the same time, well, I'm going to buy it on PC because I play on my computer. But if you're releasing Ratchet and Clank eight months down the line, I'm not going to play Ratchet and Clank on my PC. 
right? I'll just get it on the PlayStation. It'll be fine. And I sort of feel the same way about Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man was super popular. Everybody loved it. I loved it. I don't think I would buy it again on PC. I mean, I got Horizon because, one, I love the game, but, two, the game is freaking gorgeous, and I would love to see that game on PC. So outside of, like, Bloodborne, I don't know what what games I would like to see on PC. I mean, maybe God of War because God of War just plays so well, and that game with a high frame rate and high resolution would look freaking awesome. Um... So, I don't know. I guess it would depend. I would have to hear it. Like, maybe there's a game like, I don't know, Ghost of Tsushima, right? Say three months from now, they're like, oh, hey, Ghost of Tsushima's coming out on PC. And me, being someone that loved Ghost of Tsushima, sits there and goes, all right, well, sure, I'll get it on PC. Why not? Even though right now I wouldn't say that. I don't know. I'm, I'm a dink. So... Odds are I would uh, buy it on the spot when it releases because that's just how I am. But, so, PlayStation games to PC, I'm in. Just tell me which ones it are. I'm going to try to be selective about it so I'm not throwing money around like crazy. Um, Anyway, moving on to our next story. There is going to be a Ubisoft Forward this week. Whenever, when did Ubisoft do their event? It was what, like, was it a month ago? Two months ago now? Jeez, the summer went by so fast. I I want to say the last Ubisoft Forward was in the middle of July, right? God, the summer went by so fast this year. Uh, so, anyway, Ubisoft's back this week with a Ubisoft Forward. And uh, the two games that we... Well, one game that we know, if you remember Gods and Monsters, which was revealed at E3. I think it was E3... Was it like a year or two ago? Was that sort of Zelda Breath of the Wild looking ancient Greek game? Um, That, I don't know. It looked like Breath of the Wild, but they applied all the Assassin's Creed Odyssey stuff to it. I mean, I... I thought it looked appealing. I was super interested in it as soon as I saw it. And in case you're not aware, Gods and Monsters doesn't exist anymore. The game's been renamed to Immortals Phoenix Rising. And that's Phoenix as in F-E-N-Y-X. Because I guess the main character's name is Phoenix. I, I don't... I like Gods and Monsters much better as a title. I know that's kind of a generic title, but what the hell does Immortals Phoenix Rising mean? It's kind of a dumb title. But we haven't seen anything from this game since it was first revealed outside of it leaking onto Google Stadia like a month ago and people got to play it for half an hour. Um, So I'll be interested to see it. I hope they give us like a like a legit gameplay demo. Like, let me watch this game played for like 10 minutes and just let me see the gameplay because it's a game that intrigues me. I'm interested in it. I want to see more. So that's going to take place at, uh, what's it say? September 10th at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. So what's the 10th? Is that, 
Uh, it's Thursday. So next Thursday, Ubisoft Forward, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. We'll see how it goes. Uh, as for the only other game I've seen so far that might be there, uh, supposedly there's a rumors of a Prince of Persia remake going around. Um, I never played Prince of Persia, so I know that it's a uh, game that a friend of mine played. He liked it way back in the day. I've never played it, so I mean, I I couldn't tell you anything about Prince of Par- Persia, but that that's a little rumor going around. And speaking of rumors going around, the Mass Effect trilogy remaster. This freaking game. This game has been rumored to be coming out for so effing long. I I couldn't tell you. I feel like this has been like three years now where it's just constantly talk of a Mass Effect remaster going around. And it hasn't happened. And uh, who knows when it's going to happen. But if you uh, listen to Jeff Grubb, a little gaming insider there, knows his stuff. He said, I think it was earlier this week on his podcast, or on a podcast, that as far as he's aware, the Mass Effect Trilogy remaster was scheduled to be announced in early October and then released towards the end of October. So, according to him, it's being released this year. We haven't heard about it, but it's being released this year. And he also mentioned the possibility that it could be delayed into November or December, given the whole situation with the virus and the pandemic and whatnot, which I get that makes sense. I I really want to replay Mass Effect. Like, you release a trilogy remaster for Mass Effect that includes all the DLC. I fucking love that series. I'm going to play it. But I just... Could you release it, like, at a little different of a time? Like, I don't know. Release it at the beginning of October, the end of September, so that I can sit down and play all three games before I get barraged by games at the end of the year. Because when the next-gen consoles come out, I am going to have games up my ass. And I, I'm not going to have time to play Mass Effect. Right? Just with Cyberpunk and Assassin's Creed alone. That's going to take up all my gaming time for like a month. So give me this game a little earlier. Right? I So depending on when it's releasing in October. I mean, I don't remember. I'll just look it up. But like the Mass Effect games, they're not, they're not like super super long but they're not short either right just like so like a quick look on uh how long to beat right it says a completionist playthrough for mass Effect is 44 and a half hours mass effect 2 is 50 and a half mass effect 3 is 50 so i mean when i play these games i generally do all the the dialogue options i do all the side missions so it's probably in that's probably right from what I remember. I remember Mass Effect 1's a little shorter. And 2 and 3 are about the same length. And that's that's what's here. And that's not factoring in DLC. So, I mean, this is... That's a lot of game time. And I'm not... 
I don't know. That's that's a little much. So if you release that at the end of October, I'm probably not going to get to play it this year. Which sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just mean. But speaking of <laughs> remasters released with time to play, also announced this week, another heavily rumored game, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. <clears throat> I'm sure you've heard about it. These rumors have been going around for months. We were allegedly getting a Super Mario anniversary pack that was remastering Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. And surprise, Nintendo showed up out of freaking nowhere on like, I think it was Thursday morning at like 9 o'clock. They were just like, oh, hey, we got a Super Mario... Uh, 35th anniversary Nintendo Direct going on right now. And then they announced it just completely out of nowhere. And then on top of it all, they were like, oh yeah, it comes out in two weeks. This game's coming out on September 18th. So that's it. Super Mario 3D All-Stars is Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. It does not include Super Mario Galaxy 2. There are no other Mario games, no Mario Baseball or anything like that. It's just those three 3D platformers. And so, obviously, I'm excited, right? I love the Super Mario Galaxy games. Those games were outstanding. And I believe it was thrown around somewhere that it's going to be playable without motion controls, which makes me through the roof. Because it means I don't have to sit there just jangling my hand back and forth the whole time I'm playing Super Mario Galaxy. Um, I'm a little disappointed that Super Mario Galaxy 2 isn't in there. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2 is definitely better than the first one. But the first one's great. I'm still looking forward to that. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine, I never actually owned when I had a GameCube. I played it. I played a good chunk of it, but I never finished it. So I'm looking forward to do that. And then I never had a Nintendo 64 when I was a kid. So I've never played Super Mario 64. Um, I understand it was revolutionary at the time. It's a lot of people's like all-time favorite game. I get it. I totally understand it. For me, that's Spyro the Dragon, right? I had a PlayStation. That's what I had for a 3D platformer. And I know the game's dated, but whatever. I'm looking forward to get in there and playing it for the first time. You know, obviously, I've never played it. I want to see. I want to play it. I want to experience it. It'll be a similar experience i had with ocarina of time right so again never had an n64 i think it was like probably like nine nine years ago now uh, i did a summer where i was like you know what i'm just gonna play a bunch of old school games that are generally regarded very highly that i've never played before and that's what i did i ended up playing like final fantasy 7 uh, ocarina of time majora's mask which i stopped playing because i didn't like all that much uh, Breath of the Wild, or not Breath of the Wild, Wind Waker, not even close. Uh, and there were some other games that I played, I can't remember, it was a long time ago. But Super Mario 64 is one of those games, and I want to play it, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and then Nintendo also announced Super Mario, is it Super Mario 3D World? Was that the name of it? The The game on the Switch is going to be remastered. And released on the Switch 
or uh, on the Wii U, not on the Switch. Why did I say that? Super Mario 3D World from the Wii U is being remastered onto the Switch, and I believe that's being released next February. Uh, sneaky good Mario game, Super Mario 3D World. I like that game a lot. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was honestly one of the only good things about the Wii U that I can remember. But good game, good Mario game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. I'll probably buy it and play it as a remaster. The one weird thing to note with Super Mario 3D All-Stars, the game is having a limited release. So if you're not familiar with that, and why would you be? Because no one else does it. The game is only going to be available for a certain amount of time. So it releases on September 18th, which is two weeks away, less than two weeks away now. And it's only going to be available through March of 2021. So you've got six months to buy Super Mario 3D All-Stars before it presumably goes away forever. And I guess they're doing an even more limited run on physical copies, which may even already be sold out. Because if you go to eBay right now and you look up Super Mario 3D All-Stars, the games are being listed for like 150 bucks. Look at this. 90 bucks, 90 bucks, 90 bucks, 80, 185. So they've come down, but they were initially listed at not like 95. Um yeah, I guess the physical edition for this game, Nintendo just decided to really limit its supply. Why? Who knows? Makes no sense, but it's a typical Nintendo thing to do. Um, so that's Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Comes out in two weeks. I mean, there's nothing else really coming out right now. So that's not the worst thing in the world. Right? If you if you like those Mario games, or you want to play them for the first time like I am with one of them, it's as good a time as any to play them. Because we're in kind of a dead spot while everyone's waiting for the new consoles to come out before they release their new games. Uh, the next bit of news, really, really small news, uh, but big deal to me. The Witcher 3 is coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, it doesn't say here when that's being released. My guess would be sometime next year. But alongside those new versions for The Witcher 3, CD Projekt Red is also offering a completely free upgrade to anyone who already owns the previous edition of the game. So if you have The Witcher 3 on Xbox One or PlayStation 4, you will receive a free upgrade to the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 versions of the game. And I guess that also qualifies to PC... I believe what they're, let's see here, developed to take advantage of the most powerful gaming hardware, the next-gen edition of the game will feature a range of visual and technical improvements, including ray tracing and faster loading times across the base game, both expansions, and all extra content. So I guess they're just releasing a full-on beefed-up version of the game, and it's for free to anyone who already owns it. I I love CD Projekt Red. They're the best. Everything they do is super consumer-friendly, if you haven't played The Witcher 3, you should. <laughs> it's a great game. And then this one came across my radar the other day. S- super small, obscure thing, but it's just so shitty. <laughs> I guess on uh, 
Oh, and I guess it's gone now. I'm going to mention it anyway. I guess as of today, it's gone. Uh, EA put real ads in UFC 4. There was a uh, video posted on Reddit where, <laughs> where in the middle of going into a replay on UFC 4, they had a just this giant black box up here in the middle of the screen with an ad for season two of the boys on Amazon. Just, just shitty. Why would you do that? Like, and, and it's really obnoxious. Like, so the middle of the octagon, they have the ad. They had an ad pop up over the, the little scoreboard on the bottom. There was a giant square in the screen sort of imitating the way it would look in a normal fight. Don't, I mean, don't put don't put ads in your game. Seriously, like product placement is one thing. Don't put an ad in your game. Like, give me a break. So that was a small thing that happened within the last couple of days, and I guess as of today, Sunday morning, it's gone. Uh, what they also put it says earlier this week, the team turned on ad placements in EA Sports UFC Four. That appeared during the replay moments in game. This type of advertising inventory is not new to the UFC franchise. Though we have typically reserved displaying ads to specific main menu titles or octagon logo placement. It is abundantly clear from your feedback that integrating ads into the replay and overlay experience is not welcome. Oh, no kidding. And the advertisements have been disabled. Alright. So, EA Sports wiped that out. But, yeah. Stupid decision. Don't ever do that. And then just another thing coming up. I guess I could mention. Yeah, I'll mention this down here. Whatever. Coming up later this week. Whatever. I'll just talk about it now. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. The game with the worst title ever. Uh, has its multiplayer reveal on September 9th this week. So Wednesday, the first, the official reveal of Black Ops Cold War's multiplayer. If you've been looking around. <laughs> apparently someone accidentally live streamed. Uh some testing of the multiplayer the other day so there is some video going around of that but i didn't look into it all too much i i'm out on call of duty multiplayer for the most part <clears throat> you know i would love to get into warzone but i don't i don't really like call of duty's current loadout system so i and i i play call of duty's multiplayer and i just i get mad <laughs> i get angry i don't want to play it I don't know. I'll I'll take a look at it and see how it looks and go from there. But I think that's it. That's all I've got for news here this week. Uh, so the way this will work, I'm just going to look out news that seems notable to me or is something that I have interest in. And that's what I'll talk about on this show every week. Uh, and then, you know, if you guys listening, watching on YouTube, whatever, you know, leave a comment, send me a tweet. DM me, whatever, if there's something that takes place during the week that I didn't talk about and you want to hear me talk about it, you know, send it my way and, you know, I'll look into it and maybe bring it up on the next show. So we'll do that for news. Uh, like 20 minutes for news. It's not too bad. Uh, so then we'll move into, you know, what I've been playing for the week. Um, so recently... Since beating Ghost of Tsushima and we're in a bit of a dead spot now for games, I've been replaying some games that I don't feel like I I truly maximized when they first released. Uh, 
the first game of which was God of War on PlayStation 4. Just a fucking incredible game. But when I played it the first time, I really just played straight through the story. I didn't really go out of my way to explore and do the side content, uh, which I did this time. And I enjoyed that game so much more. I really did a disservice to myself not fully investing in that game the first time I played it. Game's just so good. Um, I would play New Game Plus, but I wanted to knock out some other stuff and going through the game after just beating it, I just wasn't feeling it. So I might double back at some point and do New Game Plus on the hardest difficulty almost entirely for the Valkyrie Queen fight. But, no, great game. Loved it. Um, And I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I, so I'm taking a new approach on open world games. I'm trying to be more efficient when I play. Right? You play a a game like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and they have, like, little question marks everywhere. (sighs) Let's just... (sighs) I don't love it. And the first time I played, I was just going question mark to question mark. And, I don't know, it just, it bogs you down. You get fatigued by the open world. It's too much. And by the time you get through a few regions of just running around between the question marks, making very little progress on anything, you're like, all right, or at least I am. Um, I usually say, okay, well, screw this. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just going to beeline through the story and get this game done. And that's what I did the first time I played. So this time, I've, I'm basically ignoring any check marks, question marks, and I'm only doing the side quests and the main quest. Whatever I run into in, the, in between there, I'll do. I'll run through. If it's a cave to explore and loot a chest, I'll do it. But I'm not going out of my way for that stuff. And the result has been very good. <laughs> I, so I beat the game the first time, and I, I want to say it was like 53 hours I had total played. Um, I ended up doing some side stuff after beating the game, but I was only level 43. On my current playthrough, I am at 54 hours. It was virtually the same playtime, and I think I was level 49. So, I mean, that's, that's a huge 7-level gap, and it just... I, it's been much more efficient. I've done way more of the content in the game than I already did the first time. I'm not even done with the main story yet. It's just, I've really, I've been using this replay, one, to fully invest, like, flesh out Assassin's Creed Odyssey, refamiliarize myself with the game before Valhalla comes out later this year, but two, to get better at being efficient in open world games and maximizing the time that I spend in games. Because, these open world games, I love them, but they keep getting bigger, they keep getting longer, and I need to get better at maximizing the time I spend playing. Because, I, honestly, I just don't have the energy to play one of these games for 80 hours, exploring all of the side content all the time. Right? It just, it is what it is. Like, that's that's too much. Um, and it's it's honestly going great for me. But, what I really want... Oh, and then I've been playing Fortnite's new season. The Marvel season. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I haven't played in a few days. I might pop in there later today. Trying to knock out this week's challenges or something. But speaking of Marvel. Marvel's Avengers came out this week. 
This is, uh, this is something. So, Marvel's Avengers. This is a game that got teased a few years back. Knew basically nothing about it till like a year ago. Found out it's a live service game. The combat looked bland as hell. The the Avengers themselves were kind of bland. The voice acting was really wooden. The marketing for this game sucked. And then the beta came out. And the beta was really a demo. And it wasn't that good. And I played it for a couple hours and I hated it. And then the game came out and I was like, screw it. It's the Avengers. I'll use the excuse of birthday money to pay for it. Uh, so I got it anyway. And I played through just just the first session I played. It was about three hours long. And I played through all the content that I played through in the beta. And it was such a massive improvement from what I played in the quote-unquote beta. I Honestly, I was stunned. The beta, if you... The demo sucked all of the character and story content right out of what you were playing and just gave you this dry, bland piece of gameplay. But when you actually play it with the, within the context of the story and understanding the characters and what's going on, it automatically jumped up to at least being enjoyable. And uh, honestly, it was, it was a pleasant surprise. I was not sure I was going to like the game, I actually very much like the game. I enjoy it in spite of all of its problems. The game has a ton of glitches. Um, it's It definitely needed more work. It should not have been released when it did. It's bogged down by microtransactions, which might not be nearly as bad as they sound on the face, but eh, it's it's a lot of microtransactions, right? The battle passes per character is really shitty. But you get the battle passes for the first six characters that are in the base game for free. So like, you know, for example, if you play through all of the, they're called challenge cards, that were for the base characters. And you get all of the currency from those challenge cards. Well, then when new characters are released, all for free down the line. Right, so the first two are going to be Hawkeye and Kate Bishop. You can then pay for their challenge cards with the currency that you get out of the base game's challenge cards. And in theory, if you just keep completing all the challenge cards like that, you could pay for any character's challenge card at any time with just currency you've earned in the game. In, to do that, you have to maximize the challenge cards, which are locked behind. So, the way a battle pass works, right? I play Fortnite, so I'll just use Fortnite for an example. Everything you do in Fortnite gives you experience. Opening chests, uh, killing people, how you do in games, you know, challenges. Uh, ran- there's random other stuff in the game that you get challenges or experience for, right? like harvesting materials and crap you get bonus experience right you get experience for every single thing you do in Fortnite, and all of that experience pools together in the the battle pass in avengers that's not how it works you're you have two daily challenges and two weekly challenges 
and those are each worth points. The daily challenges are worth three points. The weekly challenges are worth 11 points. When you complete that challenge, your points add up in the challenge card. I don't know how many points it takes to complete the challenge card, but I have seen that it it would take you, if you do two sets of weeklies and then every daily possible, it would take you like 16 days or something to complete a challenge card. So it's time-gated. They want you playing for that full 16 days or whatever it would take you to complete the challenge card. And... You know, I'm not sure that the content is there to support that. I mean, it's just, it's, the gameplay is very sloppy. If you've, going back to God of War, if you've played God of War, I guess they had um, one of the lead designers for God of War for on this game, working on this game. And it, there are elements to the combat, particularly with Thor and his hammer, that feel like God of War, but it's just not there. It's like God of War light. It's just really, it's not nearly as tight as God of War is, right? God of War's combat is incredible. It's tight. It's, it's just so good. It's thoroughly, like, thought out and done. And this is, like, a, a loose version of that, a sloppy version of that. I don't know how to describe it. I, I really like the game. I think it's a lot of fun. The campaign, honestly, the campaign's really good. For an Avengers story, it's just really good. And particularly the moments where the Avengers get to team up, uh, it's just, they did really a really nice job with it. Um, it's a little short. If you beeline through just the story missions, it's like a 10 to 12 hour story, really. Um, the way I play... I was doing a lot of side missions to do side challenges and whatnot and grinding up side side objectives or whatever for the different characters while I was playing through. So I end, I didn't beat the game until about the 22-hour mark, right? I got to the final mission with at like the 20-hour mark. Um, so depending on how you play, you could drag the story campaign out a little bit. Whether that's worth... $60 alone right now I mean probably not right if you want to get well I don't know because there's uh, they call it the Avengers initiative it's like a post post game sort of thing that's like the end game um, and there are still some story objectives uh, that I'm going to do next I don't know like I don't totally know how it's how it's done yet because I haven't really looked into it. If you're gonna do that stuff and you're gonna play the end game, then sure. The the game's probably worth it. It's gonna be supported for a long time. There's gonna be new characters and new missions added on a regular basis, totally for free. So in a year's time when bugs have been cleaned up, the game's been more polished and more content's been released, I could totally see looking at this game and saying you know what, this is actually a pretty good game. It's worth it's worth picking up. But right now, eh, it's just kind of a mess. Um, I like it in spite of all of its flaws, of which there are many. But it's it's just sloppy. It's just a messy game. It shouldn't have been released yet. But this is a concern I have with these live service games every time one of them comes out. 
right? You're you're getting a a bare bones game with probably pretty shallow content and the design is just for you to keep yourself busy while they pump the game with microtransactions and just add some stuff to it. That's that's how this it's how this genre is working. And it's working cuz you know, they're making money off of it. Um but the game itself I like. I'll play it for a little bit. I'll grind up the end game a little bit and try to gear up probably at least one character, maybe two. I haven't decided if it'll be Captain America or Black Widow yet. Black Widow is probably my favorite character to play right now. I'm not sure. I mean, honestly, I like playing most of the characters, right? Hulk is kind of boring. I don't really love the Hulk. Uh, Black Widow is super fun. I like playing Cap. Thor and Iron Man aren't bad. And then I like Miss Marvel. I've actually grown to really like Miss Marvel as a character. Uh, I'm going to be... She's done really well in this game. Was an excellent choice for a protagonist. I'm going to be really disappointed if if the MCU's version of Miss Marvel isn't better than this. Because I thought she was really good. And I mean, the rest of the Avengers, like... So, Hulk, Black Widow, and Thor are fine. And look, Troy Baker and Nolan North are exceptional voice actors. They do an outstanding job. Um, Captain America and Iron Man, I just, it's really hard to see versions of those characters that aren't Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. It's just, that's going to be a hard thing. Cap, so Troy Baker is Cap's not bad. Uh, and Nolan North, I, he, <laughs> Tony Stark really feels like Nathan Drake is, is really the best way I can describe it. Like Nolan North just has good, really good delivery when it comes to like sarcasm and sort of deadpan humor, I guess, which is fine. Like he does good, but it's just Robert Downey Jr. Obviously for so many people is Tony Stark. And that's just, that's a hard one to get over. And then, I don't know. There's something about Captain America outside of Chris Evans, that it's just kind of, eh, like, give me something new. Like, Chris Evans, I don't know. I can't describe it. It's just something Chris Evans did with Cap that I I liked a lot. Um, So that's what I've been playing for the week. I, I beat Avengers last night. It's probably like a three out of five game right now. If I mean, yeah, I don't know. So that's where it's at right now. We'll see how it goes post-launch, and then when they release Spider-Man on PlayStation, I'm going to get really angry. But that's a side topic. Um, One thing to note, though, so I have recently, if you've looked at my YouTube channel at all, I've been doing game reviews on there. uh, I'm not going to do those anymore. So, like, you you just got pretty much my, my summary on Avengers right here. I'll include that. I'll include those in here. Um, That's how I'll do that. I'm trying to streamline everything, and those videos took up some time. So for the time being, I guess I'm going to shelve them, and I'll just include my game thoughts in here. So that's what I've been playing for the week. Uh, Random other stuff this week. So the Mulan live-action remake came out on yesterday. No, not yesterday, Friday. Uh, It's If you've been watching and keeping up with the Disney live-action remakes, they're Eh, not great. I mean, Aladdin's okay. 
I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast. I haven't seen Cinderella, which came out however many years ago now. Lion King was sort of soulless. The Jungle Book wasn't bad. This was just... It wasn't It wasn't bad, but it wasn't really good either. It's just... I, I applaud them for trying to do something a little new. But I... I just don't see a scenario where I would watch the live-action remake over the original animated movie. Is probably the best way for me to describe it. I mean, it's... Eh. Mediocre, maybe, is the best word to describe it. Which is a shame, because I love Mulan. It's a great movie. Um, There's just... They do a lot of weird stuff. Uh, I'm not going to go super into the details, but, like, Mulan has, like, Jedi powers... Or some stupid thing. So like it's not. It's not really about the fact that. Uh, a woman was able to, to sort of. Not undermine. That's the wrong word. You know the, the original movie. Has that message of. Right like. The patriarchy. And there was an expectation of your role. If you were a woman. And Mulan goes directly against that. And she she works hard. And she surpasses the men, and it's the woman that ends up saving China and bringing honor to her family, not a man, right? Like, it's that whole, the woman rising up and, and doing doing her own thing and just being herself and a normal person. And and I feel like making it that Mulan is able to do that because she has some, like, strong inner chi or some shit kind of undermines that whole that whole message I, I like it's just uh, it's just sloppy I, I just I don't like it it's the movie shot kind of weird I really hate taking the music out it's just a th- like just keep the music in there like the like they try to use the imagery of it right so the I'll make a man out of you scene they're using the imagery of the animated movie but there's no song. They're not even really like playing the music of the song. And there's a point where they're describing like how strong the men have to be. And like, you know, I'm just sitting there like, oh, you need to be as swift as a coursing river. You know, uh, was it strong as a raging fire? Swift as a coursing river, force of a great typhoon, and the strength of a raging fire, right? Those are the three parts of the song and you can tell that they're sort of beating around the bush because they don't want to use those words and it's like what are you doing like you you, what you can't even allude to the song and then you know you can't have mushu in there but there's a phoenix flying around like and then you got a lady turning into birds i don't know it's i i i didn't like it yeah that's pretty much my my review on the live action remake of mulan i didn't like it all right so what's coming up this week? Ubisoft Forward, obviously, is this week. Like I said, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War multiplayer reveal is this week. And then as for games, we're looking at what? Let's see. Tomorrow is the 7th through next Sunday is the 13th. So what do we got? I'm just going to read you the list here of what's coming out in that time range, even though I don't know what half these games are. Uh... Avicii Invector, 
What the hell? This is, you know what? This is going to be fun. Avicii Invector is a single player music video game. Okay. So Avicii Invector is coming out on the Nintendo Switch. Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. The remaster is coming out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And RPG Maker MV is coming out on the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation 4. That's on September 8th. Uh, Kingdoms of Amalur. That's a game I never played. I actually own it. I believe I can get the remake uh, or the remaster 50% off on Steam. Because I have it. I think if you own the game on Steam, you get 50% off on the remake remaster. Uh, I don't think that applies for consoles. I think that's just a Steam thing. Thought I saw that yesterday. But anyway, uh, it's a game that, I mean, it's it was, eh. I tried playing it once, and I couldn't get into it. And then September 10th, we have Metal Max Xeno Reborn on the PlayStation 4. Tell Me Why Chapter 3 on PC and Xbox One. Tell Me Why. I think it's the game. For, yeah, it's from Don't Nod. I haven't played it. Um, and then Vampire the Masquerade Shadows of New York on PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Looks like that's all for all for games coming up next week. The week after that's going to be notable. But anyway, so that's it. That's episode one of Project 6, my uh, new little gaming podcast. I will see about getting this at least to, what is it, Apple Podcasts? Is that the name of it now? Spotify... And then I'll I'll get it uploaded to YouTube later today, probably. And that's how we'll do. So we'll do one of these every every week. On I'll record it Sunday mornings. Came in at about forty five minutes, which is, you know, about where I wanted to be in that rough area. Um so yeah, if if you if you liked it, <laughs> I hope you did. Appreciate your company and spending the time listening to it. Uh, coming up this week, you know, I'll be streaming, I'll be streaming on Twitch, always streaming on Twitch, right? That's what I do. Uh, so if, if you like listening to me ramble on for the last 45 minutes, come check out my Twitch streams. So you can find me everywhere on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram at Sixture, S-I-X-C-H-R. That's where you can find me. I use that name for everything. So if you Google it, I'll pop up. But anyway, I'll see you next week for the next edition of the podcast in episode two. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. What the hell am I talking about? Have a good week. I'll see you later.